Tonight, we will discuss our own personal wish list of Disney extinct attractions that we wish could come back. I'm Molly. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Ashby. <laughs> so serious. <laughs> we have to be. Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. As many theme park goers know, um, especially at Disney, they're always constantly trying to remodel or revamp or reintroduce some new characters to the parks. That might mean that some of our favorite attractions, though wonderful but maybe outdated, close down. Mm. And we have to say goodbye. Sad. This year especially, and I mean, when oh, gosh. this year, <laughs> there's going to be a big loss in the in the vintage Spaceship Earth that is going to be closing. But we also lost things like Club Cool this year and the Electric Umbrella. We've made ways for things like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but we had to say goodbye to Spectacle of Dancing Lights and the Great Movie Ride. Today we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the ones, those deep cuts, the things that hurt us the most. And then maybe some of those that we're really excited to have seen gone. <laughs> oh, I don't have those prepped, but yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was looking at the list and I was like, no, I'm glad that's gone. That doesn't need to be right. there anymore. <laughs> I didn't care. As less. exciting as that Narnia walkthrough was, <laughs> it does we all not have need memories. to be there anymore. <laughs> Guys, I could have had my shot if the American Idol experience was still there. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. That was. I actually I enjoyed that. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same year that the to. climb came out and so i <laughs> oh my god before we jump into this american idol experience here's why that was so fun <laughs> because you could okay so for a lot of reasons you could if you had people there who were good singers it was kind of fun because oh, they're yeah. ju- their guests yeah. just like you like it was cool so how it worked is people would go kind of like audition at the beginning of the day and if they're good singers they would do like a little mini um, American Idol, where they would sing for the crowd and then be judged, and we would all vote in the audience and all of that. And then they would move on. And if you had good singers, it could be really, really fun. And we used to do a lot is go see a show, any show, and then definitely go back for the last show of the night because that was your like sing off, like all stars. And it was tense and fun. Well, and they I actually got a it, golden ticket. Yeah. So they were able to go to like the right. the audition experience for the real show. And you know, something I loved was just it was a full on production. Like you would go in and it was like you were there for a live taping. And it was the lights and the music and there was always the host who was just a a fun it was just a really fun, you know, thirty minutes or however long that show was. I thought it was really great. And they had like they had like a pump up guy too oh, that's who would right. come out yeah. and like pump up yeah, the yeah. audience, just like a real yeah. like TV taping too. Yeah, like your own Brian Seacrest. <laughs> Pretty yeah. It was maybe never an American Idol kind of faded out of um, you know popularity and everything. I understand, but like for the time it was around, it was fun. It was like appropriate. It fit into the theme park theme at the time, which was like a peek behind like how things are made, including live television. It definitely, it's it's one of those ones, I'm with you, Ashby, that like, 
I acknowledge that it was fun and great, but I'm, I don't miss it necessarily. It's not one I want to pull back from extinction. Right, right. And there was something cool about like what it did to that particular area of the park because it had that giant screen out front. You could watch the – if you couldn't make it in for the final show of the day, you could watch it from the outside. Yeah, that was fun. It was just very lively in a park that you know, has gone through its ups and downs. Well – and so I brought up American Idol Experience, and maybe I'll kick it off, because <laughs> well before American Idol Experience actually was my favorite attraction that they closed down. And let me preface this a little bit, because I have a few things that I'm going to bring up that they absolutely should bring back, but they're not necessarily attractions. They're kind of like areas of the park that I wish to enjoy again. Um, and and for a split second, I thought, oh, how, if they could bring back the great movie ride, how would they do that? But they almost couldn't. Even if they revamped the movies, there's no way to capture that same, like, classic, like, you're going into a genre thing without it being like, oh, now we're going into Pirates of the Caribbean, or now we're going into a Marvel movie, or, you know, like, nowadays there aren't those, like, real, like, true Hollywood feeling, like, this is a, a type of fo- film that you would watch. Like, you can't go into The Departed just to get your gangster films. But back in the day, before American Idol Experience, before they had the Frozen sing-along, they used to have something called Superstar Television. Oh, Did either of you go to that? I've heard of it, but never got yes. to go. My, my dad got picked for it. Say, I did. What did your dad have to do? I don't remember. Okay. Well, so for It was like our first trip. <laughs> for anyone who hasn't gone, what it was is it was a stage show. And honestly, like I liked American Idol... Because it felt like kind of a callback. It was a way to bring you into a popular TV show. And so that's what Superstar Television was. It was all of your favorite TV shows at the time and a few older older ones. And they would pick audience members and then they would recreate scenes from that with you in it. So they had Gilligan's Island. So they picked, you know, your professor and your Gilligan and it was all guests from the audience. And there were a few other things, but I remember they had uh, Dave Letterman, his late night show, and he used to ask people to ask him questions. And I got picked because he was throwing things off of a building, Dave Letterman was, and he wanted you to solicit, he used these people to like say different topics. And my line was, Dave, what about a turkey? And then he threw a turkey off a building. And it was the coolest moment of my life. That is really cool. But, like, how cool if how they could How old were you? Oh, my gosh. Probably, like, seven. I don't remember. Oh, But just, great. like, the audience factor, and it was a fun show to watch, too. I think that they could have totally kept doing that, but changing out the different TV shows that you have. That sounds so fun. Right? Like, they could do, like, a modern family or even, like, a little funny bachelor section with, like, people who, like, you know, it's just, like, different lines that they would say, and they would just have you, like, recreate a scene from it. That would be really fun. Yeah, the audience interaction is... So fun. I just love like the idea of being in a freaking television show because that's like the stuff I grew up with. Yeah. Well, and it was nice too because, you know, you go to Disney because you want to kind of feel special and it was a way to kind of feel special within the theme of like Disney's Hollywood, like the Hollywood vibe of like being into the pictures. That's a real, so that's your official pick. That's my official attraction. I love that. That's a good one. The the thing that I wish that they could bring back right now is um, over at the 
in Ep- let's take it to Epcot, right? In the Journey into Imagination Pavilion, there used to be a second level that was a play area. Oh, Cheryl. So when you oh. exited the attraction, you took this escalator upstairs, and it had the coolest things. They had this like rainbow walkway that had all these like neon lights above you that just made a rainbow tunnel type of deal. Come on, think about the Instagrams nowadays. Yes. Oh yeah. I was gonna say sure. it was the Instagram wall before Instagram walls. Yes. Were. And they had the cool, like, it was all just, like, kids' activities, free roam. You could go wherever you wanted. But there was, like, a place where they had this screen, and you would pick a color, and they had this, like, paintbrush cannon, and you would, like, point it at, like, this blank coloring page above you, and you could fill in the different colors. It just had a bunch of really fun things. There were, like, big tables with needles where you could put your hands in it and kind of, like, make shapes. Yeah. I just missed. It was, like, a, it was, like, a science center, almost. Like, but, but more whimsical than that. Like, they didn't try to explain it. It was the Imagination Pavilion. That's exactly what it was. As a kid, like, I I like rides, but, you know, I've talked many a time that I don't really care about rides or character experiences. But for me, Disney was those areas, like the Wonders of Life Pavilion where you could run around and ride bicycles and, like, all kinds of things. I miss that about Epcot and Disney, and I wish that they could bring things like that back. I mean, I think you're touching even on the entire Imagination Pavilion. It was for a long time in Epcot, the greatest thing about Epcot. Like, the original Journey ride mm-hmm. and that um, upstairs... What was that called? C- Color Works or something? Yeah, maybe. I think now it it's was called the... Image Works, and they tried to do it again, oh. but it, it wasn't yeah. the same. It was not the same. It was a moment where technology ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I was going to say, in its beautiful, like, 90, early 90s moment, it was really advanced stuff like touch screens and choose your own adventures and yeah like the paint I loved the paint can thing I remember that a lot and it was just this perfect technology moment that was gonna be outdated quickly and then it was and then it wasn't updated appropriately either so it was allowed to just become kind of thrown to the wayside so it wasn't updated and then it wasn't also kind of preserved because everything kind of rolls back too like if you leave something untouched for long enough there's a nostalgicness to it Mm -hmm. which is also effective especially at a place like disney um but they did the worst thing which was to just (laughs) close it off from everyone and then redo the ride several times which was a bummer that was definitely my favorite ride growing up it was so journey into your imagination yeah it made more sense but bring back that rainbow tunnel disney that's my biggest like that would be the thing that i would i would boycott or protest for so i looked up the superstar television show on youtube because i was like curious what shows they used and the one that makes me completely like upset that i never got to experience this was there's a segment from golden girls oh yeah (laughs) yeah and I, i was just watching it and i'm like i cannot believe that this was a thing and i missed it i'm so sorry I mean, what do they do? Oh, God, I want to look you, this Yeah, you too. should look at There's actually a full 30-minute, um, like, it, it goes through all the different, like, segments and shows the, like, they have Lucy and the chocolate conveyor. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine being a guest and having oh, to be in that scene and gosh. all the chocolate? Like, how cool, That right? is so cool. And there's, like, a scene from Cheers, Golden Girls. There's, like, a newscast. Johnny Carson, David Letterman. Like, it's amazing. 
And they could That's easily amazing. update yeah. that with oh, yeah. things from ABC now, like Jimmy Kimmel, like yeah. The Bachelor, Modern Family, like right. anything. Yeah. I bet that probably was just, it was a lot of money to run that. Oh, sure. That's probably the big thing. But man, what a cool experience. Ashby, do you have any? So any I do. So one of the problems that I had that I was thinking was a problem was I didn't go to Disney until later when I was 16. And so I was worried like, oh, they haven't really removed a lot, you know, of the, what I think of as like the old attractions that are no longer there. But as I went through the list, there's actually a lot of things that have been closed since I have visited Disney uh, for the first time. So this was actually more difficult than I thought it was going to be. But I do have one that I absolutely love. And if I if they could bring it back, I, I think it would still be a great educational, funny show. A little thing over in the closed wonders of life called Cranium Command. Oh, Cranium Command. Good one. Really Such good one. Such a great, like... It was just a. I mean, it it really was. Uh, what was the movie Inside Out? Yeah. That that's what it was. I mean, if you think about like what that ride was. Inside Out, but instead of like funny characters, it's the SNL characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's what made it fun for the time, right? Was like the the guests, the the stars that were in the show are people from like the eighties, uh, which is like John Lovitz, Dana Carvey, Kevin Nealon, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, like. Yeah, it is like the SNL cast, right? From the yeah. yeah, so Hans like and Franz, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, like people during that time, like obviously we all loved it. Would it have stood the <laughs> the, the time? No. <laughs> people going now, there'd be a lot of like, who was that? I don't, I don't know who those people were. <laughs> but but maybe stuff like that like keeps like a cult following. True, it definitely would though. for sure. You know those names. We know those names, and I, you know what I mean. That I maybe didn't know them at the time, but I know who they are now. I don't know. I think maybe it could have withstood. But a funny, funny show and educational. And just a just a cool. Like I loved going and watching that show, and it was in air conditioning, obviously. And Wonders of Life was a great pavilion. Good pavilion. Was, it, it was a tr- show, though, right? Or did that theater move at all? No, it was just a show because when you sat in the theater, Buzzy was on his little. He had like a chair that he moved around in. Right. And would, yeah. An animatronic. Yeah. And yeah. then all the different okay. screens in the body would come alive as they were talking to the different. Because basically, the right. the premise was is like they were talking to different pieces of the body, and different parts represented. So like the wacky right brain was John Lovitz, and the stomach was George Went. And then, as you mentioned, Hans and Franz were the left left and right ventricles of the heart. You guys have heard about, like, the scandal that happened afterwards, right? Like, how... I... I read yeah. about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ongoing. Yeah, because it was dormant for so long. They used that building for festivals, but... Like, the theater was still there, Body Wars was still there, like, all of the hardware was still, like, in the back. Uh And so, one day, I guess, like, what was it, a Disney cast member or, like, a contractor, third party? Somebody, like, broke in and stole the Buzzy animatronic. Buzzy's out there right right now somewhere. It's somewhere. Someone has him. They They know who. Like, they're pressing they charges. Oh, yeah. It's an <gasps> ongoing thing. Well, there's a note here. This is just wiki, so I don't know how accurate it is. But it says that the final the final entry that's in here right now is that in September of 2019, two men were arrested in connection to the theft uh, because they were trying to sell them on the black market. 
crazy. That is insane. I'm interested to see what the new play pavilion, because I think that brings a lot of that fun, like, aspect that I want from Epcot. But for the longest time, just using it dormant and not having that open was so sad. Like, what does it take? Like, one cast member? (laughs) I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. (laughs) That would have been so cool to keep open. Like, I think about the shows at Epcot, like, um... That one, and then the Food Rocks. I love Food Rocks. Oh, Food Rocks. That was so good. It was so good. But they closed it for Soren, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) I don't like Soren better, but, like, it makes more sense. Whereas, like, Wonders of Life. Like an evolution. And, yeah, that Cranium Command, you're like, but what? I can't experience it, and nothing else is here. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I think you mentioned kind of the play pavilion. I, I... I, I'm hopeful for the play pavilion as well, and like who who knows with the changes to the economy and can you know plans for Disney like how that will pan out. But I'm hopeful for the play pavilion because well, first of all, they're using the the Wonders of Life pavilion. They didn't tear it down and start from scratch, and that alone to me is a little endearing and like encouraging. That I think it's going to be a modern version of the Wonders of Life pavilion. Probably not a show about sex ed, not Cranium Command, not body, but not the same type of stuff. It's not going to be about the body, but it's going to have the same playful vibe, Cheryl, that you were saying you loved about like vintage Epcot. I hope so. Like the way you were kind of, were just running around and exploring. I think that's what they're going to go for there. And so I'm hopeful. And so it'll feel different. It's going to be full of characters and technology and stuff. So it may not be your style necessarily. Sure. And you're not seven anymore. But I'm, I'm not, I, yeah, I guess hopeful is the best word. It sounds like that's what they're going for. This more like just let yourself like go a little bit there and run around and just have fun. Way less structured than other um, experiences in the parks. So. I hope so. Well, that is not my li- not <laughs> on my list, but I wanted to say, did anyone see the Sex Ed show in Wonders of oh, Life? Oh, yeah, Pavilion? The Making of Me? It was awesome. It's fantastic. I feel like I did, but I don't remember it. Martin Short hosted it, and it's basically just at, like how babies are made, like what happens in a very Disney but also Martin Short way. The thing about that, though, is I'm okay with it being closed because now ultimately I could just YouTube it and get the same effect. <laughs> right, right. Agreed. I Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good point. Like it's, um, I enjoyed it. I love it. I'm glad that there are things that we can look back on it, but would it have been successful now i don't know do i need it maybe not also it was like sex ed in a very like yeah disney way that was like not entirely helpful by the way two people they go on a date and then they kind of give each other the look and then it goes to a cartoon like um like sperm sperm yeah (laughs) through the fallopian tubes weird getting to and then the the ovary was in like a martini glass like hey come and get it (laughs) yeah like it was it was like for not being sexual, that was sexual. <laughs> it was weird. But I loved it and I rem- I distinctly rem- remember my mom almost being like a little embarrassed to have us watch it, but was like, "Here you guys, here sit down and watch this." Right. And my sister and I left and we we're like, "Okay, cool." And she was like, "Do you want to talk about it?" We're like, "Oh god, no. <laughs> Definitely not." <laughs> Definitely not. Let's go on Cranium Command. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so much in Epcot that, shoot, so would be cool. What is yours, Molly? What is the thing that you miss the most? The thing I would 
the thing that I miss the most that I would bring back that I also think would be successful, but I know that this is physically impossible and it breaks my heart. The Spectrum uh, Magic Nighttime Parade. Oh, wow. I agree. It is, to this day, I listen to the song because it was, there's something a little, okay, let me back up. Spectro Magic, Nighttime Parade. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you may be familiar with Paint the Night out in Disneyland or probably the most popular, the Main Street Electrical Parade, Nighttime Parade that jumped both coasts and several continents, traveled the whole world. Um, they're, they're nighttime parades that are all lit up and dancing and floats and stuff. And they're cool. There's something really magical about a nighttime parade that's just undeniable. That's better than a daytime parade. Sorry. For sure. There's something manic about Main Street Electrical Parade that I do not like. Like the music Agreed. doesn't do it for me. The way Spectro Magic was so... And I don't know enough about music to explain this properly, but there was something like almost like a waltz. It was like an elegance to the Spectro Magic music. And Main St- and the Electrical Parade is like... It was fine. It is what it is. It's fine. But Spectrum Magic was emotional and it moved you. And there are these like swells and I loved it. And I love those crazy ass little clowns. Oh, at the they beginning. were scary. Like, I, I love that they parade, were but I did not like that part. <laughs> Hear me out. I like them because I like I like them. But if Disney introduced those right now, I would sign a letter that was like, remove <laughs> them immediately. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Very scary. I am nostalgic for the scary clown faces, but that, that, the um, parade was beautiful and it, um, I don't know. There was a moment in the song where all the colorful lights turned to white lights. Oh yeah. 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 And it was so good. It was just such a good parade and it was, it was a magic kingdom parade. It did the, it did the route, the like adventure frontier land to down main street. Um, and yeah, it'll never come back, which makes me so It was sad. good. Yeah, I agree. That's a good one. I like, I, I to, to kind of your point, like, the, I don't know what happened when we went from that to the music of, like, I just don't understand how we, well, how. the Main Street Electrical Parade came first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was an improvement. <laughs> yeah, which is, it was such a weird, like. And I don't know the story or the history behind it, but I don't know why it went from, like, this beautiful nighttime light parade to then going back to, I mean, I don't know, maybe people loved it more. I'm not sure. I think there's a lot of nostalgia around the electrical parade um, because it had been around for so long. Like, our parents could have seen it when they went to Disneyland or Disney World growing up, right? So there's, there's nostalgia linked to Main Street. But what... I have a hard time wrapping my head around, and I've seen videos of, like, Paint the Night, and it's a beautiful parade, but the music sucks, and I will, I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's too, it's way too contemporary for me. I just don't think it ages, I don't think it will age well. And maybe it doesn't have to. Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe there's a new parade every couple of years, but I also feel like I understand Disney enough that they don't really rolled that way either they like to keep things around for a while yeah spectrum magic just really makes me sad that it doesn't exist anymore it's a good one and what's really cool about the spectrum magic parade is that mickey starts the parade yeah that's right he usually ends a parade he's like i want to get it over with (laughs) i got my stories to watch right i was gonna say his his storyline of why did he start it is he was the like 
the magician that had to get this all started. It was like of his doing, so he had to like get all the lights to go. Was neat. So beautiful. Didn't it have it had Chernabog, which you never see. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So those those are our picks. But are there any other honorable mentions that maybe maybe we don't want to bring back? but we need to mention. Let me, I want to ask great. this. Are there any that you never got to experience that you would love to experience? I never went on World of Motion or Horizons. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Same. And both of those feel like they're kind of like legendary at Epcot, and I kind of wish I would have experienced them. One that came to mind for me was, it was actually there when I went to visit the first time, but we didn't get a chance to do it. And uh, I was so upset that we didn't get to do it. And then they closed it, which was um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, so good. Yeah, again, another one of those, like, being immersed in a show environment, which I loved. And uh, I remember seeing, I saw some videos later on, and I was like, oh, I wish I got a chance to do that. That was so cool. Now, where did that take place? Where Toy Story Mania is. Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay. Because that whole section was like, it was, I mean, it was all like the original MGM setup where you had like the walking tour. Yeah, and then you had, stages. yeah, who wants to be a millionaire? And yeah, it was uh, like, I think about some of that stuff and I go, oh, back when studios used to be. Oh, sure. You know, I would have MGM loved studios. to have seen the Mickey Mouse Club that was filmed there. Right. Oh, to have been in that audience, uh, Cheryl. Uh. <laughs> oh, baby J.C. Chazé, I love him. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Little baby Christina. Uh, Brittany. If only we knew. I love how we're intentionally not men- mentioning Justin Timberlake, because I don't really like him. Oh, I love Justin Timberlake, but right now I'm tired of trolls. <laughs> right? Oh, I mean, that's pretty much what I'm talking about. First of all, that's a bad song. And I don't like trolls. <laughs> the Oreos are gorgeous, but like, ugh, I'm tired. No, uh, yeah, hear that? Troll fatigue. Troll fatigue. <laughs> I'm trying to think about are there any Magic Kingdom um, attractions that I kind of miss? I miss or Delta like, Dream Flight for sure. I never went on that. I thought it was so cool. Did you go on that? Me? Yeah. yeah, I went on it. They had this one section that was just mesmerizing where it looked like you were going into the, like, blades of an airplane. But, I mean, Buzz Lightyear is far superior, so I'm so much happier they have that now. I miss, is it? I miss old. I wish if they could do anything, it would be bringing back the Christmas Country Bears show because that was a blast. Uh, did you guys ever see the Lion King show over at? Magic Kingdom. Yes. No. Where the Philhar magic. Yeah, where Philhar used now. to be, or where Philhar is mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It was. It was pretty good. It was like puppet, like a puppet show. Right? Yeah, I remember that. Never. Yeah, and it was very contemporary because it must have been around. I mean, within the ten years of Lion King being right, released, right. where it still belonged in Fantasyland. Right. Yeah. Uh, what about the fantastic um, stunt spectacular over at Hollywood Studios? Do we miss that at all? Indiana. No, God, I. No, no. The lights, motor, the action. Car one. Oh goodness! I hate. I hate. <laughs> it. I hate well, you know what? Because here's something I do miss. I miss the backlot tour. Yes. The, the, like, the original. In, and I, the original. And maybe I didn't see it even if in its most most original. But it's in like its 1994 version. Was so good. The like streets. Yep. All the the Golden Girls house. Yes. You know all the exterior shots, and part 
of building that stunt show was losing a, a pretty large portion of the backlot. The best tour. part of the backlot tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was just whatever. And I don't, I don't mean anything to the performers that were in it because it was, probably was impressive. And oh, for sure. They were I mean, doing good work, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't watch, I don't watch action movies. Yeah. I liked the show like I like when I saw it the first time, and then that was it. And that's what was unfortunate to me was like it wasn't a repeatable experience. No. Especially when you're going to build a giant, giant theater like that that takes up so much space. I was shocked that they tore it down because it was like that's a lot of money to put into a, a a place. I mean, obviously we got something much better, but like, why why did you even do it in the first place? <laughs> sure. I. I saw a video once on YouTube of like the last performance and it was pretty cool. They like brought all the people in the crowd out onto the like the oh, stage afterwards. Oh, I remember afterwards. seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty neat. Made me it kind of changed my tune. Softened me just a little to the experience cuz I was like, "Oh yeah, these are like real people with very like distinctive <laughs> talents." Uh-huh. And this was like a this was a place for them to kind of exhibit that every day, which is really neat, but not my genre. No. And building that took away from, you know, the Backlot Tour, but also then what was really cool about Spectacle of Dance, or the spec- the Osborne mm, lights mm-hmm. where you used to walk through and it actually felt like a neighborhood, right. um, which mm-hmm. I miss. And then I miss the dancing lights, too. I'm okay with it being yeah. gone for Star Wars, but I can't help but miss it every day. Yeah. Cheryl, I thought that was going to be your... Um... Number one. I thought that was going to be your pick tonight. Yeah, it, the like new or the, like the Osborne lights in general. It would. Here's the thing I thought of. It was. It had to be something that I could bring back now if I could, and be okay with losing the thing that's currently there. And I wouldn't bring it back over Star Wars. Mm, makes sense. That's why I pick Superstar Television because I love that. Um, I really. I just realized I, I had a fun closing story. So Universe of Energy, when it closed down. Um, some friends and I went because I had I had worked there at one point, and so had, I think my other friends had been there as well. And we wanted to be there for the last show, the last oh, ride. Wow. So we made it. We did. We were in the line. We made it in for the last showing. It was the I think the only time I've ever seen that theater packed full at the end of a day. Of course, <laughs> that's kind of nice. Um, and we made it all the way till the part where you're you're basically riding through. Um, the prehistoric times and and the ride stopped no <laughs> and we got evac'd off the ride oh man and it was the coolest thing because you could you could the, working there you basically had a it was basically like so old school it was like go and stop <laughs> and if it stopped well you just had to be evacuated off the ride because there was not a good way of getting it going again so like we knew right away we were like oh we're going to be walked out of here. But it was the coolest experience because obviously all the work lights were on and they let us walk through, take our time because there was nobody else riding after that. Oh, that's really Got some really cool pictures in the, the, that section where you come in after the main show and you see the prehistoric for the first time, you know, and we got to take some pictures in there. And it was, it was like the coolest experience Besides the fact that we didn't get to actually do a full ride through at the end of the night. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. That's really it was really, okay. really neat. No, I say that, but I, I did love Universe of oh, Energy. Yeah. I made a made a made a point of going there once a trip. And I understand I understand why it closed. 
I actually, Cheryl, I meant to tell you this. I, for the first time during our little um, social distancing, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Ooh. 2. And I really wanted to tell you oh, this. How nice. do you feel about it? I liked them. Yeah, they're good. I thought they were cool. They're good. They're, they are good. I'm not a... I'm not obsessed with superhero movies, but I liked it. I liked the music, obviously, and the humor was fun. And by the end of the second movie, I gave a shit. Ooh. Oh, and nice. By the end of the first movie, I did not give a shit. <laughs> so, like, I will say that. Like, at the end of the first movie, I was like, okay. But then I, like, pushed through the second movie, and I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it, like, way, way more. Love it. So, so funny. I'm interested. So now I'm way more excited about the Guardians coaster that is going to be a replacing our are in the same building as universe of energy so you know universe of energy was almost almost beat out um cranium command it was almost really? gonna be my bring back mm. yeah yeah because for me when i rode universe of energy for the first time it was one of those experiences where like i appreciated how old the ride was because of just you could tell <laughs> like as soon as right. you walk in you're like this this ride is old so i wasn't expecting much and then when I sat down, I was like, ugh, this old screen, the old theater. And then when it started moving, I was blown away because I wasn't expecting it. it exactly. I agree. At all. It's impressive. And so be- because of that, like, surprise moment, it became a big staple for me of, like, this is a really fun kind of, I mean, it was 45 minutes of relaxation, but, like, a cool, a cool thing. I don't know. It was just cool. I really liked it. The thing that makes me so sad about losing that attraction i remember because we came we went to epcot every year in like grade school and they made you go to universe of energy because there was like a educational message and i remember growing up thinking like oh great cool we recycle we don't do all of these things like we're gonna get to solar (laughs) power and it just Mm -hmm. i remember thinking like this is the way it should be and then towards the end and when it closed a few years ago, going back and seeing it and realizing that, like, man, we are so far away from that oh, mentality. Oh, Right. It, like, we went yeah. so far back. It was really sad to think about. But I remember watching it as a kid and, like, being so inspired about, like, the earth. The 80s and, like, the early 90s, like, definitely there was a lot more of a, like, recycle-friendly environment message in the world. And it was to us as kids, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah. There is something about how, like... Now, as I think about when we when rides get opened up now, uh, there's I mean, you don't get a lot that are educational anymore mm-hmm. or that make you walk mm-hmm. away with like a impactful message about how we should be in the world. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's de- definitely <laughs> a different so time. Well, and it, it's interesting because like we were this is going to sound really self-righteous, but like we were bombarded with those sort of mess- those sort of messages and whether or not like they stuck or not like i don't know right tbd right but if you're not getting those messages as all at all (laughs) i don't know sure now i say that but if you look at the the disney ip movies that are that are released now they're a lot more deep oh yeah 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 we were consuming as well so so yeah i don't know i mean we'll see but um yeah the edutainment model definitely has gone away Edutain, ed, ed, uh, entertaining education. Yeah. Um, what's funny about um, Universe of Energy, you guys, is the Ellen version that we all, I think, are referring to and know and love is the second version of that really? ride. Mm-hmm. It opened differently. <gasps> Hot take. I did not know that. Now, the, the 
the dinosaurs and all of that that's all been there from the beginning but El, like ellen was the and bill nye was the refurbishment yeah in the night <gasps> yeah. to make it like fresh what yeah pretty interesting mm-hmm. and i never saw that version no. if i do i don't remember i never um, saw the original but no. it's it's interesting yeah there's a whole song like there's a whole song theme song in it. Yeah. there was elements yeah, we should there was like elements of it. the attraction that uh you could still see the old but they weren't using it anymore you know type of thing when i was there but i don't remember i don't remember exactly what they were it was always the same message but like again yeah like the the modern recycling message in the 90s was different than it was in the 80s so they like updated it um well i know what i'm doing with my time in i'm youtubing that what I do appreciate is all these people recreating rides in their yes, houses. Yes, the Splash Mountain these? one I saw was so, cute. so funny. Any anything else we want to talk about? I mean, obviously there are a lot of attractions that I love that I would bring back, but yeah, I mean, there's I think we're just going high a, level. A whole list of them, and I think it's like it's really fun to go down memory lane and or like see things that you didn't even know existed and kind of wish you got a mm-hmm. chance to experience them. I think we live in a place now where it's great that we can actually, we can look up that stuff. You know, YouTube has everything. Mm-hmm. So you can find videos of these attractions that you never got a chance to experience, you know, and have a little, have that little bit of nostalgia where back in the day, you, if you missed it, you missed it, you know, and yeah. you never got a chance yeah. to experience it. I think a good example right now is like, sometimes I think it's even hard to think about like, well, what was there? <laughs> Like, you know Disney World as it is. It's hard to imagine it differently. Is like the new Fantasyland project. It's hard to imagine Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom any other way than it is right now. But it was totally different mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Right. Totally different. There was an unused lagoon, the 20,000 <laughs> Lakes Under the Sea, just sitting there. Forever. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... Um, just that's really interesting to think about. You can't, I can't think of it any other way than how it is right now, but it was so different not too long ago. And we lost a great in like Maelstrom in Norway, Frozen Ever After replaced that, which is a better ride, no doubt about it, but Maelstrom was pretty great. Did you guys know, I didn't know this, I was just looking at the list here. I didn't realize Rock and Roller Coaster in Paris closed down. Recently, right? Yeah, back in September. Yeah, it's going to be Iron Man? Yeah, Stark's Test something center coaster. I don't even know what the hell it is. Now, is it going to be a, like a reskin or a brand so. new attraction? I, I'm not sure. I would assume it's going to be a reskin, but there's not a lot of info that I can find yet. Sidebar about Rock and Roller Coaster in Florida, though. Great ride. One of my all-time favorites. Love it for so many reasons. Don't you say it. Would never have gotten built today. Oh, no. Of course not. <laughs> like, why is Air... I mean, I I read all this stuff. I know why Aerosmith is... Armageddon. The, the band featured? Exactly. It has everything to do with Armageddon 100%. and being um, uh, cheap. They were a cheap band to get involved. And because... What's his name? Um, who's the main... Steven Tyler. Tyler. Steven Tyler's a huge Disney fan, so he was like, yeah, 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 let's do this. And mostly Armageddon. Um, But just, it's so funny to think that that band is, like, represented in Walt Disney World. It is crazy. How bizarre is that? I love it. 
I do too. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned the rock and roller coaster because I was there last summer and like I wrote it and I didn't know it was closing, but like good on that. But the summer before, they still had an Armageddon experience at Disneyland Paris that was mm. in the same location. And I remember oh going God. to it and it was the oldest thing. <laughs> But yet, so cool. I miss those things. That's really weird. What was included in this experience? It felt a lot like your vintage, like, um, MGM Studios attractions, where it's like, oh, we're recreating the scene of a movie. Get ready. Um, and it was the International Space Station scene, where they're there with that one Russian cosmonaut, and he, like, kind of goes crazy, and then it, like, blows up. And so you're on there, and so you're kind of in the space station while it's blowing up. It was so cool. <laughs> mm. But oh Michael God. Clark Duncan not narrated cool. it, which is, like, so sad because he's been, like, dead for 10 years now. <laughs> like, Aww. that's how old the attraction is. Oh, God. I'm upset. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, I mean, we could, we can and we should and we will go on more kind of extinct attraction talks. But it's good to just cover our, our favorites yeah. the ones we, we most wish we could bring back. So. Sure. Spectrum Magic, I love you. Listen, you got to go and experience them now because you never know when they could disappear. Kind of a lesson I've learned over the years because there have been those times where I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll go check that out one day. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I waited too long. Yeah. They tend to, they tend to announce closures pretty quickly before they're, and, and by quickly, I mean, maybe a four month warning or something, but four months isn't typically enough time for like the average person to plan a trip down to florida right, right, you know yeah. so sometimes you miss out i remember um going on the great movie ride in 2016 maybe is that when it closed did it close the summer of 2016 or 2017 so it was it was definitely like six months before that then and going on it and saying like oh we need to make sure we go on that and then when they announced it was going to close thinking like there's no way i can get on that and being very thankful that I had been on it one more time, so. Yeah. It's good. Also, Spaceship Earth, like, TBD. Well, like, I was just thinking. Has, it, was like, it had its last ride. Will, will we reopen before it quote-unquote closes? I <laughs> don't know. We shall see. I hope not. I mean, I hope there's, it gets its, I get it, it gets its temporary farewell. And again, it's just getting spruced up, which I'm all for. I think it needs a, a little love anyway. I agree. The sentiment of this episode is, there are so many attractions that are no longer with us that were wonderful and beautiful. So if you love something, make sure you ride it as often as yes, possible. Yes, indeed. Because something might be coming up behind it, which is typically an improvement, but doesn't mean we can't be sentimental for the things that are no longer here. And you know what? It's also kind of a, a message for life, you know? Get out there mm, and enjoy it okay. because you never know when one of your favorite attractions is going to get shut down. Yeah. Yeah. We're wrapping it up. Thanks to you so much. Thanks. Oh, you. God. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. It's been a sentimental ride tonight. Let us know on Instagram what attraction you would bring back if you could. Oh, yeah. Let us know if there's like something because like I there's things I don't know about. Like tell us if there's something that we should check out on YouTube because I feel like there's a whole world of closed down Disney attractions that I've never experienced before. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.